Ladies and gentlemen, this would be, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I just don't want to get the wrong math going on. The first conversation series was with Hee-Sun Lee. Um, the second one was with Andre Bird, Cole Campbell, Chris Morgan, and O'Dane Wilby. The third one was pretty much all ladies. It was Angie Rose, it was Ajani Hambrick, and it was Leah James. And now we're back to the one guest. Um, this is a guy I've known, I wanna say since 2011. Um, I'm a major fan of his work. Like I always say, like I know a lot of great MCs, great lyricists, but I always say to myself that there's three, and, and I see Armin in the crowd, and we had that conversation maybe two nights ago. I said, listen, if there's three rappers that I have to be on a song with, and I need to be really on my, my stuff, it's Belief, it's Jay Givens, and it's this guy who, who's about to take the stage. So um, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I think that you guys, if you listen keenly, you will gain a lot from it. Um, I appreciate his time being here. It's been a really crazy 40 hours for him, I'm sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, please make some noise for Say La the Corner. I'm a speedy president. I'm a speedy president. I'm a speedy president. I'm a speedy president. Spiritual is evident. The miracle is heaven sitting inside the king of this. I'm a speedy president. 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 Yeah, check, check, check. Migs, that was a nice intro, bro. We didn't even work that out beforehand. That was great. Super throwback. <laughs> You're in the spirit, bro. Praise the Lord. Bro, thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Give it up for Sailor the Corner, man. Make some noise. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Ah, man, bro. I, um, and, and my roommate, Tamel, would attest to this. I've been up late nights working towards this day, um, enjoying the album, breaking it down, getting a feel for what I want to ask, thinking about all the questions I've been wanting to ask since we last saw each other. Um, so it's a lot here, but I ain't gonna keep you too long, but we're gonna get to it. Um, I think the most important question I can get into right off the bat is, um, three years is a long time. Three years is like a lifetime in the rap world where you got like Future dropping two albums in the same year. Mm -hmm. You got people like Drake who never go away. They're always dropping something. Like people stay out here. Even um, Lee spoke about the fact that it's important for certain rappers to always flood you know, the, the net, the social media, the community with content. But you decided after a really highly acclaimed mixtape for the season two to just, I'm gonna fall back and really work on this album. And I'm going to take my time. Um, what were the, the extremities of that? What were the obstacles you faced doing that? And what was the comfortability in doing that? Um, first of all, shout out to you, man, for doing this. This is an excellent thing that you're doing. Um, I think with the situation, I think comfortable is, is never a word that factors into any equation. Like, I wasn't comfortable at all. Everything I did was, was uncomfortable. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, real faith only gets comfortable after you do it a long time. Like, in the beginning, you're like, yo, God, I trust you. But you're like, yo, God, please come through on this. I trust you, but... And then after he comes through, like, the thousandth time, you're like, all right, God got this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? 
And still, after the 10,000th time, you're like, God, please, like, you're not going to do it again. You know what I'm saying? But with this album, it was just like, um, after Hoodie Season 2, I kind of like, I knew the album had to start, but I had a whole lot of nonsense in my own spiritual walk that I had to attend to. Because I said this before, when you're, when you're putting out music, especially in this genre, you have to be very careful about what you give God's people. Because essentially, like if you go to a restaurant and the chef undercooks your food, and you, you ain't gonna, you might might not be able to eat again because you might die. You know what I'm saying? You might get food poisoned, be in the hospital. It's not really about, it's not as much about reputation as it is about responsibility. Mm. And I didn't want to undercook this food. You know what I'm saying? I wanted people to be able to eat it, enjoy it, savor it, and digest it, and be all right. And I needed to make sure I was right as the chef before I did that for everybody else. You know what right. I'm saying? And um, that's why I stepped away for a while. And it was a risk because. You know, a lot of some of it had to do with my stubbornness, not wanting to say what I was saying in these records, because uh, you could see in the album, like I, I got really detailed when it comes to my personal life in a lot of different ways that I right. wouldn't normally do. Um, but the whole process took like a year. But for a year, I was arguing with God. So it's like God told me to do this ASAP, and I was like, "Come on!" I was trying to like bargaining with him, like, "All right, can I do this, but not this?" And he's like, "Nah, do this." And like for a year, I like just resisted. And so then wait, when so I finally God, got on so it, so God wanted you to hurry up, and you were just like, "I'm just nah, nah." It wasn't. It wasn't just. just it wasn't just hurry up. It was, you know, what you have to do in order for it to be the way it needs to be. Mm. And I was just like, I don't want to say this stuff. Why are you making me rap about this? And for a year, it was I was pushing back on him. Like I wanted to rap, but I couldn't, cause I wasn't obedient. So by the time I got, I yielded and submitted. From that point, it took a year. To do everything, so that's why it took so long. And I shout out to everybody who waited, man. You know, a lot of cats. This is a year. This is a, a situation where people forget your name in 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody who, who waited and rocked out, man. So as far as like the songs that you were having trepidation about doing, I'm gonna get to that. But staying in the, in the question I asked you, uh, how did it feel to you know endure this process for three years and then you're on a label? Right now, I don't obviously know your relationship with Bizzle in that sense. I know you guys run together. I know you're part of a label, and most labels are like, "Yo, we need this now. What's up? Why are you taking so long?" I mean, let's think about it. I think, and pardon my math if I'm wrong, maybe three projects dropped from the label before you even got to yours. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Bizzle dropped two albums yeah. before they even got to your four. Work. Four went. Biz drop two, Dayton drop one, Seven drop one. Right. So, yeah, so was there ever a moment where everybody was just kind of looking at you like, bro, come on? People people forgot I was on GOM. They're <laughs> like, yo, who's this dude? Wait, say that again. I don't think people heard that. People forgot. People forgot I was on GOM, man. Or they thought that I left the label. Mm. Um, and shout out to Biz. Like, that's that's capo for real. Like, I told him what my vision was for the joint. And he said, yo, I know what you want to do, but... Are you sure? You know what I'm saying? And he was, I was like, yeah, man, this is what God told me to do. He's like, all right, do it. Go ahead, do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. And um, he was very patient, very supportive, and you know, it was, it was, it was stressful though, because the fans, as much as they love you, is as, as relentless as they are. Like with you, like I love you, say like you, you, I love you, I love you. So when that flips and it's like you ain't put out no product, it's like where you at? Where you at? I'm angry at you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the inbox is full like every day for like two years. Like yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? 
It's a lot to look at your phone every day and see that, man. But it gave me, you know, it gave me fuel. You know what I'm saying? Right. To, to 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 keep doing what God told me to do. So praise God for the for the patience for everybody's patience. So let's talk about the song, and this might actually tie into what you just said. Uh, Migs, you mind um, bringing up this little song called Introvert? Let's let's bring that up real quick. Now, in fact, just play it as soon as you get a chance. So me and Armin was listening to the album and we're just hearing this like what the fuck is that really going on? Tell them that I need a little space. I ain't really chilling in the building, but they see me as a villain. Too busy moon walking for the tug. No chit chat. No chit chat. I'm floating and I'm hoping that I make it to a planet that I never got a planet. Flow, flow. Flow, flow. Cut it. Yeah. <laughs> so, me, when, when you sent me the link for the album, because I had it like a couple of days early, I, I was speaking with Armin, and I was like, yo, what are you doing? I'm, I'm about to get into this. Sailor Records, like I'll be there in an hour. <laughs> so we're in the room, in my living room, listening to your album. And we're going through it, we vibing, we rocking, and then we get to this song. And we, is he here? Where's, where's Armin now? Okay, cool. So he's doing parking stuff. And we hear that, and like I, like I wrote in my notes, it sounded like some American horror story type of soundtrack. Like, for those who've heard it, I don't know how many people have heard it. And then you say lines like, I'm in love with being lonely. I got issues. I just want to get away. I just want to go into my bubble, right? Um, and I feel like this record, as unique as it was, it's so you, you know? Like, I'm listening to it, and I'm thinking, did he write the verse before he got the music, or did he get the music before, and then he wrote to it? Because it's just so unorthodox how you did it. It's like, for anybody who considers himself an introvert, I feel like it's the perfect song that describes that. And I felt like it was very free creativity, like creativity, creativity, you know, and just like all these things that you're just bringing together. So I want to talk about how you came up with the song first. And I want you, and I want you to kind of like break down this whole idea of like what's the difference between solitude, isolation, and being an introvert. Because the reason why I asked that too is because of the simple fact that I know as a, per, as a person, I have a tendency to isolate. That's, that's something that I suffer with because I've battled with depression for a while. And I know there's times where I just kind of like, I just want to be out. I don't want nobody calling my phone. Texts are annoying. Um, I'm ghost. And I'll be back whenever I get back to you. And considering we're a part of a body, the body would say, hey, why, why seclude yourself? Come to me. Talk to me. Let's pray together. And it's like, no, nah, I just want to get away. I just want to be in my bubble. What's that for you? I mean, introvert, I mean, you know what the definition is. You know, Brother Wilbur here, Proof was talking about it earlier. Um, I'm naturally I'm naturally a secluded guy um, since I was born, actually. And it's weird because it's weird. I'm like a social introvert. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really good around people. Like, I like being around, like, laughing with friends and stuff. But crowds, I get anxiety. Um, and which is which is weird because like, you know, 
people people think I'm just a rapper because I was meant to rap. A lot of the things that I do in hip hop and as a rapper is God's therapy for me because I'm in a profession that has to be around thousands of people at a time sometimes because God is working on me in that aspect. Like, I'm going to give you a profession that is the opposite of what your nature is. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would not be in front of 5,000 people telling them what my mind is thinking, ever, in any situation. Right. I want to tell you that. It's private. I don't even want to be in the room. I'd rather be in my, 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 my space, chilling. God is like, nah, you're going to preach the gospel the opposite of the way that you want. Right. So that's what, you know, CHH really is for me. People don't really understand. Like, a lot of these guys that's rapping, some of them are like, freaking out on stage like you don't even know because really? I mean you know you saw me I pray in the back right you pray before the show after the show you might some of us might break down like and just be like yo I'm, I'm losing it you know what I'm saying but it looks so effortless because you're just like oh yeah they love rapping they just love being on stage they love being in front of people some of us it ain't like that and a lot of it you know is from my carnal nature when I was in the streets mm-hmm. I got like that PTSD from 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 the hood so like I don't like being in situations where my back is to people. You know what I'm saying? So I sat, I sat here instead of there because I could see the door, like straight up. And that's not y'all's fault and that's not God's fault. That's because I was in sin. And that's what God is working on me now that I'm in his will and I'm getting better at it. But introvert was just me and body and like just telling people like, yo, this is what I go through every day. But at the same time, I'm a minister to you through it because if you notice, introvert is, a, is, a, is one word, but I broke it up into two. So it's introvert. So I'm still, even though I'm telling you why I'm introverted, I'm still introducing you upward. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I made that song, because I wanted to show people, like, God can use your weakness for his glory, and you don't got to be ashamed of who yourself, like, who you are. Like, don't run away from who you are. Right. Give everything you are to God and let him mold it and fashion it for his glory. Like, don't run away from it. You know what I'm saying? And I just wanted to tell people, what some of us go through. A lot of your favorite artists in CHH, I know personally, and I know they go through this, and they don't say nobody, nothing to nobody. They just do the show, they shake their hands, they do the autographs, they take the pictures, and they go in their car and they scream. Like, oh, like, and you'll never know, ever. But this is what some of us go through, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to show people. So with that said, was it a, a, a pretty, was it one of those songs that you was like, God, do I really need to write Introvert? And then also, what was Wit thinking when you brought this song to him? Because he produced the right. record. I mean, Wit, Wit was pretty open, like, you know, he doesn't, he never, he never questions the content of what you, what you put down. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you if it's, it's good or not. You know. Well, as a producer, I'm sure he should. Yeah, but he won't push back, like, he right. won't be like, nah, don't talk about that. You know, he won't say that. But with me, that was the last song that I finished. That was the very last song. And it, it I didn't want to write it. I didn't want to write it. And, you know, but I, I praise God that I ended up being obedient because I really, I really feel that joint. Like, when I listen to it now, I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad I did that, man. Thank God. I would love to see you perform it live, actually. Maybe not today, obviously. Yeah, but I, I can only imagine, because it's such a theatrical song. Like, it's, it's, it's intimate, but just big in its own way. Um, so let's talk about Masquerade. And I know you mentioned the fact that you said, you know, you wanted to sit here so you can kind of view the room. Um, kind of reminds me of a scene. You ever saw the, Bo- um, the Bourne movies? Yeah. There's a scene yeah. where he talks about that, like, I'm going to sit here so I can see exactly what's going on. So he just took me to that. And it's, it's crazy because there's nothing against nobody in the room. I know it's yeah, all, yeah. all family here. 
You know what I'm saying? But I know in order to execute my thoughts properly, I have to be able to see, like, the door. Right. It's like almost like a pacifier thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to get to the point where God got me in a place where I don't have to look at the door. You know what I'm saying? But at this point right now, for me to do this with you, I got to be able to see the exit, you know? So, Noted. You know? Noted. So there's a line on Masquerade. So I took a gang of notes. But there's a line where you say, high rises and YO, so the block's smaller. And little man never coming up short because the Glock taller. So tell me how I got the blueprint from the most high like a newsprint so they can never see me up in the ring like a block taller. Well, what, you want, where does that come from? Yeah. Just the life. Like that's that's it's easy to write what's true. You ain't gotta make that up. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what's happening. And Masquerade was about me telling people, like I my background, I already told y'all my background in music. People know prove Zach could tell you how Yonkers has been and was. It's gotten better now, but when we was growing up. It was, it was crazy at times, you know what I'm saying? And this is what we grew up through and made it out of. So when I was in the street, when I was banging blocks, I gave this dude who lived three down, three houses down from me on my block mm -hmm. the loyalty that I would somebody, like the loyalty I give God now, I gave him. Mm -hmm. I don't care how real you are, I don't care how good you are, I don't care how much you love me. If it's a problem with you and another block, I'm with you, blindly. What's up for the block, we out. Now, when I get to Christ and Christianity, I'm actually in a situation where there's an entity that actually deserves that level of loyalty. That dude didn't deserve that from me, but I gave it to him. And sometimes I ended up going after people who I never met before and never said nothing wrong to me ever on behalf of this dude just because he was from the block. Right, you never questioned it. Never questioned it, never right. nothing. So how can I get to Christianity with a God that created me, provides for me, protects me, and lose that aspect of loyalty? And I felt like, a lot of cats get in the CHH and like, yo, you can't tell me you was a street dude and you was doing this for real and you get to CHH and you front, like you hesitant. Like, I don't believe you if you tell me you was street because if you was really like that, when you get to this side, this genre, you're supposed to bring, you're supposed to lose the, the carnal nature you right. know, that, you, that you, but you're not supposed to lose that loyalty, that ferocity that you with your people with, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, right. it's the same thing. That's what Masquerade Ball is, man. I'm not, I'm not flag tucking for nobody. Like, I don't care who, who you are, what you're saying, how you're talking. I'm a Christian rapper. What's up? And it's not an aggressive thing. It's me being bold in God's grace and his goodness. Like, yo, I'm never, ever going to hesitate to say what I believe yeah, and who I believe in. You know about, what I'm saying? You know, I'm, you know, you were pretty much saying, this is paraphrasing. You said, you know, gangster rapper, black pack rapper, you can get it. Yeah, anybody. Like, because I believe in the purpose God gave me. Like, you got to understand, the Bible is the highest selling book of all time. Right. Even if you don't believe in God, you cannot refute the numbers. That piece of literature is the dopest thing ever created on this planet in humanity's history. Even if you don't believe in my God. So that means the creator of that is right in my rhymes. How can I not be doper than everybody who's not with that same source? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You can't be superior to me. If I'm in God's will, lined up with him, and listening to everything he's saying, the greatest ever is right in my bars. How can I not be doper than somebody who doesn't have the same source? You know what I'm saying? So why should I front? I'm not hesitating. I'm not boasting. Right. I'm just saying, greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. I'm not bragging you. I'm telling you what the scriptures say. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference. And I feel like cats don't always operate in that. Like, they just, 
because CHH is, is in its infancy when it comes to like expansion and stuff. And I, right, yeah, 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 I'm a Christian rapper. Nah, man, I'm a Christian rapper, man. Like, beware. Don't get caught slipping. You know what I'm saying? And I, I've told secular rappers that. You want to come on this song with me? Come catch these hands. <laughs> Straight up. And, and a lot of people, you know. Oh, I that's... totally believe you said that. Come catch these I'm hands, sure. man. And, it's, and, I, and I really feel like that. I was over there marveling at these, these young rappers, man. Like, yo, these dudes is dope. I was looking at Rich like, yo, these dudes is crazy. Mm -hmm. I really feel like that. Like, it's not me gassing them. We from New York. Nobody give nobody credit here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, glad you said it. You know what I'm saying? They and might I'm, be taken wrong by me if I post that on Instagram, right. but you you might. You know, so that's, yeah. that's how New York is. Like that's how we built, and we working on ourselves, but we ain't there yet. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I, it's undeniable how dope these young people are, and that's how undeniable we all gonna be if we really operate in God's in God's direction. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what Masquerade was. Like I'm never fronting. Like I'm never. Never gonna hesitate to tell you what I believe and who I am, man. Cause I'm, I'm dope. I'm dope. These guys are dope. You're dope. Like you don't got a front to. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm dope because God is dope. So, you know all right. So with that said, I'm glad we're we're here. I'm glad we're part of this conversation now because um, I saw CHH today um, quote something that probably from one of your lyrics off the album that spoke to the fact that you have no problem proclaiming that you are a Christian rapper. Like, you have no problem with the label. Um, I'd like to say that around, and this is not throwing shade at all, this is just fact from what I can remember. I think that once Lecrae dropped Church Clothes, the first one, and he spoke about the direction he was going with, everything kind of changed. Now, like you, I'm a Christian rap as well. The problem I've always had with Christian rap, as far as its perception, is the fact that for me as an artist, I wanted to feel like I could rap about anything that I needed to talk about from a Christian perspective. When I came up, people were telling me, no, you can't rap about that. It needs to look, Christian rap needs to look like this. And it's like, well, my Christian rap or my Christian walk does not look always like this, but you're limiting me to this. So I think there's people who had frustration with the fact that I don't think I want that label just off the strength of the fact that I just don't want to be within these confines. Right, but now, since things have changed, since you, as you said, we're in the infancy of trying to get more mainstream looks and stuff like that, there's people who's like, well, he says I'm not a Christian rapper, or I don't want to be labeled as a Christian rapper. I'ma jump that too. That may not necessarily be authentically them, um, and I think people just feel like there's a people are running away from the label for whatever reason, like you know, like. You know, you can't say that NWA was never gangster rap. There's no way you can't you can't say that. That they, they invented that thing between Ice T, Compton, and Motion. That's gangster rap. Why do people? And you know, as you said, we belong to the source, the ultimate source. So when you see that, because you're probably in circles and conversations and in situations that most of us are not usually in. What is, where is the frustration coming from? Like, how do you see that? I know we've talked a little bit on the phone, but in front of you know friends and family here. How do you feel about it? I think people should be careful. Um, like if you're talking about following somebody's footsteps when it comes to like not labeling yourself, you don't know what conversations that man had with God. You don't know what instructions he got from God. If you didn't get those instructions, you should chill. You know what I'm saying? That's how I see things. Off the top, forget what I feel about the, the move in general. Mm -hmm. As far as taking the same steps he did, make sure you got the same orders he got. Like, period, first. 
when it comes to something else. I was I was on I was on a mini tour with a very 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 prominent uh, Christian rapper that everyone in this room knows. I won't say his name, um, but we was on the way to the airport and he told me about a dream that he had. And um, he said, I was in a dream and I was looking at a church and the church was Christian hip hop. And it was full of people. And then all of a sudden, one by one, people started to leave the church. Leave, 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 leave. Then all of a sudden, the church was empty. Now this is Christian hip hop, it was empty. There was nobody there. He said, then somebody who wasn't a Christian went into the church. And then another person, and then another person, another person. And then all of a sudden, the church, which was Christian hip-hop, was filled with people who weren't Christians. And now, the entity that is Christian hip-hop is filled with non-Christians. And now, the dudes, all of a sudden, the dudes who were in there in the beginning came back, and there was no room for them. And he was like, God told me that I can never let that church get empty. Like, if I'm the only one there, I need to be there. Because when them cats who ain't saved come in, they need to have an example of what this is supposed to represent. You know what I'm saying? There's so and, many and layers to that dream that you just broke down. Because in my head, no, Now look, seriously. now Pete, now Pete. Okay. Now Pete. All right. Cats is leaving the genre left and right. But now, you going? But Chance the Rapper is making I, albums. That's the first, that's the first name now that I'm not, into my now head. Now believe me what I'm telling you, I'm not judging Chance's spiritual walk. I'm saying these cats have been talking about God for years. They've been trying to tap into that Christian market for years. There are six billion people on earth and at least half of us believe in the same God. It's financially intelligent to try to get them, to try to get their pockets. You know what I'm saying? So there's rappers all over the place that don't even believe in what they rapping, but they're going to say God at least once so that somebody who is Christian, who essentially is just craving for good art, can say, yo, he said God, so he must believe in God. All right, I'm a cop. And that's what's been happening a lot more and a lot more and a lot more. You know, dudes dropping secular R&B people, dropping Christmas albums, talking about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's just a chess move, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, that's one of the reasons outside of just being loyal to Christ that I'm not moving. Like, I'm right here. Y'all can't take, y'all not going to take this from us without a fight. Right. You feel me? This is CHH, Christian hip-hop. And yeah, we're going to grow and we're going to evolve with the direction of the Lord, but we're not going to be overrun by nobody as long as one of us is still there. You know what I'm saying? So that's my thing is I'm going to represent, like, even, and that's how, that's how GOM is. Mm -hmm. We all, we going to represent no matter what's going on because there needs to be an example of what it needs to be. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I actually wrote an article. I don't know if you ever had a chance to read it. I actually dubbed you guys as the uh, new unashamed movement mm -hmm. um, because there was, you know, so many, you know, anytime, like, say, using... Again, no shade. Like if Lecrae drops something, everybody's complaining. Oh my gosh, this is not, this is not real talk. This is not rebel. This is whatever, whatever. And my thing is, is like, yo, you got these four other guys over here. I know you. I know we all grew up on Lecrae, right? If you feel like you're not getting it from them, there's four other guys over here. Well, interestingly enough, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I never, I never heard of Lecrae until I got, like, until I met Biz. Like I was in a trap when I heard about Biz. Like, I didn't know about Christian rap as a genre until Bizzle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew cats rapped, like, for Christ and stuff. <laughs> right. But I didn't know there was a thing called Christian hip-hop until Bizzle. The homies that we were selling drugs with together, like, we was out there, was like, yo, did you hear about Christian, this Christian rapper who did Jay? That's how, that's how strong it was mm -hmm. that it broke through that. I wasn't in church when I heard uh, Bizzle. You know what I'm saying? I was right. outside doing the wrong thing. That's why I believe in that title so heavily. Like, you don't got to abandon that to be 
you know, to be effective. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to abandon the title to get where you're trying to go, like, right. and get and, and reach your targets, because it found me. Like, that's, and it was, it was just blew my mind, and that's why, like, I, I reacted the way I did to it, because. Yeah, because I was saying, you did like, it was, first. It, Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Him, like, man. I'm out, you know, I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't like, I, I was dabbling in and out of my faith at that point anyway. Yeah. But. I knew Christ was real since I was born. So it's like for this dude who don't believe in Christ at all, who's Muslim, like, yo, this Christian rapper did something crazy against Jay, bro. You got to check this out. And he's looking. It's like, yo, for you to know this, this is legit, man. And it's like truth, truth breaks through everything. It's precision targeting. It hits wherever it needs to go. And it might take longer than you want, right. but it's always going to get there. It's always going to get there, man. So, uh... Good, right? It's good. Y'all enjoying this? Yeah. So you nuggets, man. Um, so anthemic. It's a song y'all yeah, called anthemic. And again, the descriptive line. So this one stuck out to me. I mean, you know, bar for bar, a lot of things stuck out, but this one grabbed me. Like, there's a part where you say bottles, models, stadiums, wholesale, drugs in the motel, five-star hotel, black and white teeny boxes. Pulling at my coattails. So I feel like, I know, right? I heard that. Yeah, crazy. Um, it's like, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's just like you gave me a vision of this is where I'm from and this is where I am now to the point where I came from such an impoverished beginning and now I got these kids probably from suburbia being like, I think Anthemic, Anthemic is about, it's, 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 it's I know a, it's more than that. Yeah, it's, an, it's, an, it's, 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 it's me telling people what fame to these people looks like mm. and what fame to me looks like. To them, what they want is, is, the, is the bottles of champagne. They want the, the women. They want the drugs. They want the, the people grabbing at them. That's what their objective is. Mm. On the flip, what's important in life, though, is the second half of that chorus. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Talking about the fiends, talking about the poverty. So these, this should be the target, but this is the target. You know what I'm saying? Currently, this is the target, but this is what it should be. And that's just me telling people like, yo, man, you know, the, everything that I write is anthemic, is to show you what their mindset is. Like, yo, welcome to the famous, captain of the planet, why they kissing on your anus. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what they crave. That's what they, these are the kind of people that be killing off real life eating in your dreams, have you starving in real life. I know a couple of shorties really starving in real life. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I wanted people to see like, yo, and not say we famous or anything like that, but you know, a couple of people know us. It's not what it's all cracked, it's not what it's cracked up to be. If you really think that being in this genre is about fame, you're in for a very, very rude awakening. Not because you won't get famous, you might get famous, but this is a genre and this is a walk that will eat you if you're not sincere about it. Because you're speaking God's word. God's word is flawless and perfect. Will it eat you in terms of temptation? Will no, it eat you in terms no. of? When you open the refrigerated door, right. what runs away? Nothing. The grape soda don't run away. The cheese don't run away. The milk, the only thing that runs away is the darkness. That's it. Because the light is the opposition of it. If you're not operating in what the light is and you're speaking the light, it will consume you. It has no other choice. It goes where it, the dark in this room is fleeing. So if the dark is here and you're speaking it, it has to 
something has to give. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I tell cats, if you're not serious about this, man, don't do the CHH thing. Don't, don't destroy yourself. Don't destroy yourself speaking life. That'll be heartbreaking. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I was like, yo, I pray constantly that God cleanse me of any kind of ulterior motives other than getting his words to people. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to be a victim of the truth that I'm speaking. You know what I'm saying? You ever seen like Raiders of the Lost Ark? Remember the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Ark of the Covenant when Absolutely. they opened yeah. it yeah. and everything, people got killed left and right? because uh, Yeah, it was just too much. Imagine that as, as, a, as somebody rapping. You know what I'm saying? You open that thing up and you the one that get, that's, that's, it'll be heartbreaking, but it's real, man. Like, I don't play with this. I don't play with this, man. And that's part of the reason why I took the break, because I knew I wasn't ready to write. I'm not trying to be a victim. Like, no, I need to be in God's, I need to be in God's face and get ready before I feed his people. You know what I'm saying? I think some more people could probably take heed of that. Because I think it's the, like you said, it's a thing. It's like, I'm sure somebody might feel like, oh, I need to write this rap or get this thing out because I've just seen Andrew Rose studio session in the Snapchat. And it's like, okay, why? You know, because you, you know, you got to keep up with the Joneses. But you obviously very much resistance that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's beneficial to not operate in a place. I don't. I don't try to fly a rocket. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have the training. Right. And I'll, I'll blow something up. I'll blow myself up and maybe hurt somebody else. Mm-hmm. If you have that logic for that, you can't have that logic for ministry. Mm-hmm. Like you don't got a respect for for God as much as you have respect for this rocket. You gotta you gotta weigh stuff out, man. And and that's why I'm so thankful that this happened because I'm I'm really okay. Like as Selah outside of the album. I wasn't okay as Selah in God's face with the mixtape after the mixtape. I, I needed to stop and really readjust my mindset like God make me ready to make the album. And he did that, you know. Gotcha. Yo, Mix, hit me with um, Regular Day. So I want to talk about Regular Day. Um, regular Day is the song that you got with Dayton, with Bums INF. What? Who produced this? Sweet. Wait. I think the thing I like about the fact of your album is that it's Selah sound. That's very proper. Yeah, we do amazing on a regular. Regular. I guess you gotta roll with it. Oh my God. New York, where I come from. Why yo with my head lay? Bring me the word, I'm like Damo. I gotta do what the red say. Make it short to my head low. Faith high, walk right. Black man, life reverse full count. Got your two balls and three strikes. Bump that, student of the game. Believe I learned my lesson. Never starstruck, I feel right at home whenever I'm addressing. All my fam know what it is, and all my enemies is guessing. Never nothing on my chest, I never front. I know I'm blessed. Yeah, now it's just the opening minute or something like that. So, great song. Um, Dayton blacked out on this. When you, how did you feel when you got Dayton's verse back? Uh, how was that recording process? Because I'm, I'm thinking there's two situations on your album where I felt like, yeah, I need to get in the booth with this guy. <laughs> Let me see what I need to do. I felt Dayton did that. I think Ishan did that too. Like, <sighs> that verse? Yo, anybody in here, I know there's some artists in here, if you ever want to know how much 
a rapper likes you or cares about you, you listen to his feature verse. And why do you say that? If he gives you a whack feature verse, that's how he feels about you. Straight up. Straight up. We're artists. We communicate emotionally through music. So if you ask somebody to write with you or write on your song and he gives you something that you could tell he wasn't really passionate about, that's how he feel about you. He don't, he don't got to say it. You know what I'm saying? You can have that conversation with him after the fact and get to the root of it and hopefully change the feeling, but just know that's how he feel about you. So when, like, when I heard Ishan verse and I heard Dayton and Bumps verse, like when I seen Ishan, I hugged him like, yo, I love you too, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that. They don't that, just like you. Yeah, because I know that's how he feel about you. If you heard these verses, like, they love you. Yeah, they love me, man. I was like, yo, they man. They love you, bro. He was confused. He was like, what? Nah, man, I love you Dude, too, Dude, that man. might like, have been, and, and you know, Ishan, we all know Ishan's a bass, but that might be, might be the best guest verse I've ever heard him do. Maybe. Yo. Might be top three, he top two. Out. It's like. He blacked out, man. Blacked out. Blacked Jared out. too. Jared. Man, Jared, I love Jared. I mean, all I mean, just on regular day, like dating the bumps didn't surprise me at all. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta understand, these are guys that I hold in super high regard, artists, you know, artistically, and we spar all the time. Right. Like, we family. We don't try to, you know, we don't try to hurt each other with our words, but we we go back and forth. Like, there's miles and miles of texts and chat rooms that we battling in the chat room, like ball for ball, like daily. Like, what's up? Who's starting it off? I know a lot you know of rappers want to be in that GOE and chat right It's now. fun. It's fun, but it's, you sharpen your skills. You know what I'm saying? So when we in the dojo, that's what we call like the feature verses in the dojo. Yeah. It's on. Like, And everybody does their thing. It's beautiful, man. But um, the reason why I brought this song up, outside of the song, outside of being great, as, as far as the lyrical skill, I, being a parent, the thing that I get from the song, particularly with Bumps, is your closeness. Like, we, we, you and I have talked about Bumps on the phone and how much you guys have this really interesting connection. And the thing about what you were said on that song is just the whole fact of not getting ahead of what the prize is. Not, you know, you guys can bar out, but you realize it's not about the bars or not about necessarily a whole gang of braggadocio without leading people to the source. So. Talk to me about Bumps. Talk to me about your relationship with him and the, the crew, really. If I was white, I would be Bumps. <laughs> like, Bumps is me as a white person. Like, if I was white. And that's why, like, we call each other the Bash Brothers. Like, we're the Bash Brothers. Like, whenever we go the on the road. Bash Brothers, you said? Yeah, the Bash Brothers yeah. of the GOM. Okay. Like, whenever we go on the road, I'm always in the room with him. Like, we always, you know, before shows, like, we don't, that's our routine. Like, I, I tell, like, I don't want to be in the room with you, Dayton. I love you, but I don't want to be in the room with you before a show. I want to be with Bumps. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and, and like, that's... How does Dayton take this? Nah, like, Dayton, right. no. Dayton's like, I got white. But that's, I, but that's it's, it's not even like, no, they don't even, that wouldn't even, like, happen. Like, they just know. They'll say line bumps is going to be in the same room. And Biz be like, yo, man, don't try getting in trouble. Because, like, that's how we are. Like, we literally like the the youngest crazies on the on the team. You know what I'm saying? And we have fun with each other. Yo, I love that boys. dude. Yeah, I love that dude, man. And The quiet, but yeah, wild boy. I love that dude, Bumps. He's so, um... A lot of people don't understand Bumps, like just because they, you know, he's white, and hip hop is. It was founded by black people, you know. It was created by black people from a black plight and black struggle. This is what it evolved into, um, and some people like kind of look at him sideways because he's white. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like just what he's talking about and the way he's talking about and the crew he's with. Like he's the only white person. You right. know what I'm saying? But people don't people don't understand. Bumps grew up in the projects, like he was. Born and raised in the projects, right. like his whole life till he was like 17. And when he was 17, he went to the suburbs and he was acting a certain way, like that way he grew up. Mm -hmm. 
And Cass was like, oh, what you acting black for? He was like, what you talking about? You know what I'm saying? And this is who he is. Right. And, um, you know, we connect on a, a thousand different levels, man. I love that. Dude. I love all of them guys, like, just like they're my blood. But Bumps is like, you know, Bumps is my man. It's like, I love Bumps, man. I check on him every, all the time. And he's like me. He's introverted, too. Sometimes he'd be, like, disappearing for five days. And then I got to hit him up, like, hey, you doing it again. <laughs> Stop it. And I do the same thing. Hit me up. Hey, bro, where you at? We do that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, ever so often, you, know? you need somebody to kind of tap you on the shoulder and be like, yo, come on back. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but with that said, like being part of God Over Money, there was a big celebration. I know the announcement was made in Houston, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you had just dropped hoodie season one or two, one, one, right? Yeah, and um, what is that like? Because you know, there's kids, there's adults, there's people, rappers, especially who are like, yo, I want to be part of God Over Money. How can I be part of God Over Money? Yo, I want to be Jared Sanders. How do how how do I get part of that team? What is the reality of that team? I didn't get signed because I could rap. I got signed because I was humble enough to apologize for what I said to Biz. Like, everybody could rap. Like, people, talent is everywhere. You know what I'm saying? There's a thousand bars of talent in this room right now. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody is, is, is ready to be like, yo, I'm sorry for what I did. You know, I apologize for what I did. And Biz told me that I was the difference maker. Like, yo, you got talent, but I wasn't trying to deal with that headache like for five years, six years, with you as an artist. Like if you're too if you're too egotistical to acknowledge when you fell short with me in this situation, when I try to like redirect you as a CEO, you're gonna give me a problem. And he's like, You humbling yourself and being a man and apologizing made the difference. So that's what the reality is. Like GOM is an actual family, like actual. You know what I'm saying? We hold each other accountable. Constantly, daily, we're talking to each other constantly, daily. It's really, you see, I, I waited three years before I dropped. Mm -hmm. Well, regular label do that. But that's what, yeah, that's but, why I asked. But, but families right. do that all the time. Right. Families, be, your mom be like, hey, my baby will come outside when he's ready. Because that's what family does. Family understands. That's what GOM is. It's an actual family. And if you, know, if you don't have that family mindset, if you're just coming in the rap, you wouldn't even fit anyway. You feel uncomfortable. You shouldn't even do it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's great about Jared. Because Jared was family before he even got down. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what the reality is, man. Well, on the flip side, and being very careful with this question because I, I want to respect privacy. Um, and I don't know if it had to do with a lot of the things that you said as far as like what you're willing to take on, what you're not willing to take on as far as headaches, as far as what you can endure. I was disappointed that Flo left. You know? Yeah. And was it disappointing to you? Yeah, yeah, it was really disappointing to me, um, especially the way it happened, um, and the and, and the things that occurred after the fact. Um, you know, I I I felt like I told and I, and I share this with you. I told Biz that I felt like that was a personal failure for me when that happened, because yeah, because I wanted to like take him under my wing and like you know help him transition to that next level as an artist. Because as an artist, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? There's no doubt about that. But, you know, I knew that with the same supervision, because Seven is my mentor, you know what I'm saying? And Seven has, like, reared me the same with the same attention that Seth gave me, I wanted to give to him. And when everything happened the way it did, and then, like, just the stuff that happened afterward, I was just like, yo, I failed. Like, I really took that hard, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, I love, I, love, I love what happened as a result of it, though. 
caught. My, my mentor joined the label. Jared joined the label. Dayton joined the label. Like, that's it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? And I feel amazing about that when I think about that. Yeah, it's really know? on some Avengers. Yeah. Type like, of... straight up. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. But it, it does. It does still, like, you know. Like jab at me, especially when I travel to that to that part of the, the, of the country. Like when I go to Florida and stuff, I just think about it. Like, dang man, I gotta sharpen my skills and my sword, man, mm -hmm. just so that don't never happen again. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, but that was yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. Gotcha. Well, let's take it back to the album. Um, it's been about what 24 hours, 48 hours since it's been out. How do you like the reception of it? How do you feel now that it's out? I think people like it. I think people like it. Um, Nikala dropped yes, yesterday, I think, too. Yeah. Lime dropped. Yeah. Dropped. Ben dropped. Staples dropped. Right. Couple people. I was trying. I know every rapper in here will, 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 will vouch for me on this. You don't want to drop on like certain rappers are dropping. Right? <laughs> so I was oh, just like, he's dropping. Yeah. Nah, so I was like, all right. And I had to, I had to, I had to pray. I'm like, Lord, I can't drop around Kendrick. I can't <laughs> drop around Aubrey. Right. I can't <laughs> drop. I can't around Sean. I can't drop around Sean. Yeah. Can't drop around Ye. But two, the both Sean's. The both Sean's. Both Sean's. Straight up. You know. So, the the you know the obvious negative for all of that is, you know anybody who loves your kind because I'm a lyricist. So right. if you like lyrical hip hop, you're gonna gravitate toward them before us because you just know about them. You might not even know who we are. You know what I'm saying? I used to but, think that too, but and tell me if I'm wrong with this. I like to think that people who rock with you. Well, I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking. I'm not, I'm not talking about your, you know, the faithful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The people who, who know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you, you, you think like farther than that. You know, right. you want, you want people who never heard of you. You put up the sponsor posts, the promos. The, you know what I'm saying? You want to reach them people that never heard of you before. Absolutely. But if their focus is only on Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I got my hip hop for today. I don't need no other hip hop. And you know, it's yeah. a reality of it. You know, because I'm not gonna be egotistical enough to think that everybody on the planet knows Selah. Right. So, you know. Khaled dropped. Khaled announced that he was dropping. Boy, and I was just like, it. and I was like, it's like, man. It's like, yo, I did all this planning. I, you know what I'm saying? And I thought about it. I was like, yo, he got this baby on the cover. He's baby's mad Sign. cute. Mad cute baby over. Like, yo, it's, I don't got a chance. Yo, everything, Look man. how cute this baby yeah, is. It doesn't you. matter how it's hot or not. This yeah, baby is mad cute, cute, man. You know what I'm saying? And I was, I was kind of, but I felt a peace, though. I felt a real crazy peace, and I couldn't, I couldn't explain it. And I went on the charts, and like mad people didn't like it. Like mad people were saying, like, "Yo, this is you know not good," and blah blah. And no disrespect, what, album? yeah, no okay. disrespect saying to Khaled, like anybody's work ethic is their work ethic, like, yeah. and not everybody's gonna dig your stuff. But I said that to say, one or two things can happen if you drop on the same day as a major artist. Right. First thing that could happen is it be. Dope, dope. Their stuff be dope, dope, and your stuff gets swallowed up in the fray. The second thing is, is it don't be dope, and your stuff stands out because it's not dope. And people was saying a lot on social media, memoirs of a perfect world better than Khaled's album, and that was like amazing. Like yo, because that's what I want people to understand, man. Chh artists are phenomenal artists because of because of the path that we've chosen. Mm -hmm. We don't use profanity. Like, we don't use explicit content lyrics. They can't do that. So if, if you have a situation where someone can do something that you can't do, but still accomplish what you've accomplished, right. 
who's superior. I heard you talk about you that know in the documentary, saying? yeah. Like, yeah. come on, man. You got to start giving us a little bit of respect. If you love hip-hop for real, you can't listen to New Vision and not be like, yo, that was good. If you don't say that's dope, then you just hating. Right. If you don't listen to Frida Sinner or, or the trade, you you just hating. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool. You can hate, but admit that you hate and don't say it's because they not dope. Right. You know what I'm saying? Facts and that's facts. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to get to the people. Like, yo, forget if you believe in God or not for a second, even though that's a more important thing. Forget that. If the rules of hip hop are you rap like this, you sound like this, and it needs to come off like this to be dope. If that's what the rules are, forgetting religious beliefs, all the homies fit into that category. So you can't say they're not dope because they followed all the rules. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So that's that's my thing. Uh, so speaking of dope lyrics and whatnot, uh, so I'm gonna tell you maybe again I've only listened to y'all maybe three or four times, so I'm sure I didn't catch everything. But this one particularly stood out. Um, as soon as I get my phone back on, here we go. So you got a song called SCL2 with Dre and Kayla starts, which was a nice surprise, by the way. I didn't expect that. I didn't see that coming. That was but there's a, there's a line, bro, that you said. Bruh. You said, but now I'd be the illest and the greatest because I got my steps ordered like Black Mamba wearing flu games. Yeah. I'll, say it, I'll say that slow because I really want y'all to catch this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I need y'all to catch this because I caught it. I don't know if y'all caught it. I'll say it again. You said... But now I'd be the illest and the greatest because my I got my steps ordered like the Black Mamba wearing flu games. I mean, if you're not a sneakerhead, you're probably not gonna catch that no, line. Okay, yeah. Um, Does anybody know what the flu games are? Of course. Okay, for the uninitiated, <laughs> explain that to them. <laughs> well, Michael Jordan was in the playoffs against uh, I think the Utah Jazz, was he? Yeah, the Jazz. And um, he had like flu-like symptoms. And he dropped like a ridiculous amount of points. But the sneakers, the sneakers he, the sneakers he wore that game. The sneakers he wore that game is called the, are called the flu games. Yeah. And the way I approach lyricism and punchlines, like, you know, the Bible, the Bible is so great outside of just the truth because it's like manifold wisdom. Like there's so many layers. Every verse, every scripture has so many layers. You could read the Bible 24 hours a day your whole life and still not get everything right. because there's so much stuff in everywhere. That's how I make the punchlines. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's... Like that line, like, now I'll be the illest and the greatest got my step order, like the black mamba wearing flu games. It's right. like, now that you look at that punchline, there's so many different so directions. Many layers to that. You know what I'm saying? And like that's the, what. The layer I caught was the fact that anybody who's a basketball head knows that Kobe's game is very patent, patent, right. after Jordan's game. Right. So it's like steps ordered, mamba. Playing in Jordan's shoes, flu games, illness. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And it's like, I made that line to express that, yeah, I'm nice, but I'm only nice because of who's telling me where to go. You know what I'm saying? And the line before that, you make everything connect in certain ways because it makes your punchlines last like forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. One line. So somebody could be listening to a line and listen to that for a week straight. And that's just a line on a 32 bar song. You know what I'm saying? But the bar before that mm -hmm. is that um, I was wearing two fours in the coupe, man. So like Kobe wore 24. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, that's what that I'm too, saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. But that that song was anybody familiar with the Maybach music series, Maybach one, two, three, four. That's what SCL two is. It's a it's an exhibition for the public 
of lyrical artistry. Like I'm gonna have like eight of those. The first one I did was with KJ52 and Riggs. This one is with Dre. The next one will be with somebody because I want people to understand how dope lyrically people are. You know what I'm saying? And that whole joint, Dre went crazy on that joint too. Like, mm -hmm. listen to Dre Murray's verse on SEO too. It's crazy. Even KJ's you know verse saying? from that mixtape. People, like, people saying that's the best. That's one of the best verses yes. I ever heard from it KJ. Totally you know what I'm it saying? Totally is. Yeah. So that's what I'm gonna do. SEO three is gonna be something else. SEO four, you know, and and I want it to turn into an all star game for us, man. Like straight up, I'm gonna throw these dudes on one one day if they keep keep up what they doing, you know what I'm saying? Keep blowing me away like that. I put me in a position where I have no choice. That's what we gotta do to the public. Like we gotta give them no choice. These guys are too dope. We gotta listen. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that was Speaking about. Speaking of dope MCs, um, you did a really cool reinvention, recreation, continuation, whatever you want to term it. Um, with a song called Superman. Now, when Armin and I was listening to this in the in my in my living room, I don't think they're here. I think they had to leave early, but we were listening to it, and we're listening to it, and I'm like, hmm, this sounds a little bit familiar. That 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 if, if anybody's an Eminem fan here, you know Eminem has a record called Superman, right? And we were like, literally, but the cool thing was that you just like that's why I said it's not a remake per se, it's like your own take on it. Because even with M, when he was talking about it, he was like, yo, I can't be your Superman. I know you look at me, I know you want me, but I can't be what you're looking for. And in your own way, you're breaking down that same concept as well. So why why did you choose to do that with that record? It's just it's just literally for the same reason on a Christian side though. Like, cause a lot of people say stuff to you when they think you're dope. And then you know, they, give, they pay you Respect, like, yo, you're dope. I love your music. Mm -hmm. And some kids, you know, used to come up to me and be like, yo, so like, you're my hero, stuff like that. And you get that, you know, and once you have big brothers like I do, you constantly deferring to God, like, it's almost robotic now. Praise God, praise God. Like, you just look down and say, praise God, because you know saying anything else to get you in trouble, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But. Isn't that I'm, weird, though? Like, do you feel like you have to say certain cliched Christian things? No. To yes, bear? yes, and no. Yes, and no. I mean, I think you just, you know. My problem is ego. Like, my problem is pride. So I do the robotic deference because I need that. Now, if you don't have that issue that I have, mm -hmm. then you could be like, well, thank you, brother. As long as you keep in mind that it's God who's making you dope. You know what I'm saying? But with me, I need constant reinforcement. Selah, you are not that nice on your own. On your own. Stop, right. stop, stop. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. my personal struggle, so that's why I do that. But with Superman, it was just like, I told this kid one time, He's like, yo, you my hero, Selah. And I was like, yo, I got down. I was like, yo, I can't be a hero. He was like, you know, he looked at me crazy. Like, I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you down one day. Like, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna say something, I'm gonna act a certain way that's gonna make you be like, wow, like that's my hero. And that's because I'm flawed. I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. Christ should be a hero. Let God be a hero. He will never fail you. He will never let you down. Mm -hmm. I can be somebody who you look up to, but I cannot be a hero. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Superman was. Like, don't think nothing else can save you from whatever you're feeling negatively other than God. Rap can't do it. Right. Money can't do it. Nothing can do it but God. And that's what Superman was about. Got you. Um, I'm going to shoot you like, maybe a couple more questions before I let the audience ask whatever they want to ask. Uh, trying to follow the order in my head. Oh, yes. Fuel. Let's talk about fuel. Um, so this is what I did. And I told the guys... Um, who knew I was going to interview and hear the album. 
when you release records, I purposely listen to like maybe a couple of seconds of it. Because I really, in your case, knowing the type of artist you are, I really just wanted to hear it straight. Like, I feel like since your, your songs are not all over the radio yet, I am afforded the luxury of just put it on, listen to it, get a vibe. So, but I did catch a couple of seconds of Fuel. I was like, yeah, this is crazy, I'm away. Then I heard the album, heard Fuel in its entirety, then I watched the video, finally. And that whole thing about, has anybody seen the video for Fuel? Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's names came up in the video, right? None of y'all, no? no? <laughs> All right, for those who might be like, what is he, what is he talking about? It, there's a lot of commentary, like social comments, social media comments on, you know, say a garbage, what is this, or this track is garbage, I have faith in you, what is this, and your whole thing was like, yeah, give me the negativity, I need this. Give me whatever adversity you got, I needed that. You know, that's, you no, know, there, there was even a part, which I love, the line that really struck out to me, which I thought was funny, where you said, like, I need to see at least a comment before I agree to rap. <laughs> like, you know what's heartbreaking, what's dope and heartbreaking about Fuel yeah. is that, look, everybody's, everybody's entitled to their opinion, everyone, whether it's good or bad. Execution is what the difference is. Like, I can say, Quest, I'm not really feeling this without saying, Quest, I hate your guts, jump off a bridge. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think people, people forget that. But the heartbreaking thing about Fuel was I made Fuel exactly two years ago. Now check this out. I made it two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. When I was rapping, I was rapping about what was happening back then. When Biz was making a video and he put those comments up, them, those comments was to, from Cliché, the Cliché video. Mm -hmm. Which I figured. People thought that Fuel was a retaliation to Cliché. Like, people was like, oh, I was, I was angry at what people said about Cliché, so he made Fuel. No, I made that two years ago. But the mindset of CHH is so predictable in that manner right. that it's applicable even though I wrote it back then. I could have wrote Fuel 10 years ago and dropped it and I still would have had people be like, oh, that makes sense because that condemnative mindset within the genre is so real and it's never, it hasn't moved anywhere. So people say, I was like, yo, I didn't make that. I don't, I don't, I'm not responding to fans and so I'm not gonna make a song to retaliate. Like, yeah, serious? Like, nah. It's just that this has been going on consistently for so long that it doesn't matter. Yeah. It still works. It felt you know like what I'm saying? From like when Dayton dropped the cover off, I had enough. But what's funny is that Dayton didn't write had enough for, for that for those people either. But it was just applicable because it never changed. Like people hate the way they do. And it just always bugged me out. I don't know. Have you ever seen that? The Batman, where Morgan Freeman is talking to the Batman's accountant, and yeah. the accountant's trying to like blackmail him, like, "Yo, I want ten million every year for the rest of my life." I'm gonna tell you about He's like, "Yo, so this guy beats up people, crime fighters, and you're gonna blackmail, you gonna blackmail him? him? Is that smart?" <laughs> and it's like I'm looking at the comments, and I'm like, "Yo, people are like, yo, we want that street say a lot back. We want that, you know, the shooter back, blah blah blah." blah. And I'm Not like, "Yo." What you want? <laughs> you recognize that and you want that back from me. So that means you believe me that that life was real. And your, and, your, and your response is to insult me? How, how intelligent is that? Now, it's not I'm saying that the fan has anything to fear from Selah. Right. But I'm talking about the lack of appreciation of the fact that your privacy, you'll eliminate your, your privacy when you do stuff like that. Like, you're going to tell these artists that they're garbage or that what they put out is garbage and they're this and that. And this is social media in general. Yeah, your name is in the profile. You your picture's in the profile. Like, 
And it's not and, and it's per se. And that's what that few that's what the video taught people. Right. You need to be mindful of what you're saying and how you're saying it. Because you might end up on a summer dream screen. Like it might be you this time. People use social media like it's an avalanche of snowfalls and there's snowflakes everywhere. I can get up, throw the little rock and go back under the snow. But one day that artist might pick you out of the snow and be like, this is what so-and-so said. And nobody should care because you said it. It's not like we doctored it up or nothing. Like we took what you said and put up there. So funny yeah. th the funny thing is, is that one of the guys who said, I didn't feel the anointing on this one. Y'all remember that? Yeah. He hit me back um, on a documentary. He was like, oh, I can feel the anointing on this one. <laughs> I love I love stuff like that, man. That's what makes it all worthwhile, because he got without, he got it. Like, he got it. And me and Biz and Dave, we was all laughing about it. Like, yo, that is so fire. Biz is like, yo, that's crazy. And that, it, it's encouraging, man, because oh, you know what I'm saying? Man. That's what we do it for, man. Uh, yeah, I've seen crazy. I, I I don't know if you saw this, but I remember when Lecrae put up, um, I think, cover art for a song called, I think it was Liberation. He had fists in the air. And I saw, man, Rapzilla comments is the devil, man. Like, I saw, no, I'm serious. Like, I saw how crazy they were talking to him. I saw all kinds of stuff like, hey, the white audience made you. If it was, I saw people talking crazy. So it's like you said, you know, you would think from the background that you have, people wouldn't go there. But again, social media makes you very fake. You want to you know something crazy? Like seven, right? Okay. Seven, Hog Mob Ministries, G-O-M. Seven's for real, for real. Like that street stuff, it's not just, it's not a persona. Like that's what his life is. And people say all this crazy stuff about Sev. You have your name and picture on your profile. <laughs> and your address, and you're posting where you're eating lunch, and where your family's eating lunch. You, what, as a father, as a husband, right. provider, protector, why would you roll a dice like that? We're humans too. And that does not mean anything for the fans. It doesn't mean like, say, coming to get you. Believe me, I don't even care, and none of us do. But I'm saying, why would you roll a dice anyway if you really are in that role that, you're trying, that you, sh you should be as a man? Right. Why would you say this to this man that you've never met? Because right. we're, we're discipling our fans in a lot of ways. My inbox is always full with questions about the Bible, and I answer every single one of them that I can, because mm. that's my mandate as a man of God. I need to help you or give you to somebody who can help you. Right. Not, all of our, not all of our fans are seasoned Christians. Some of them are baby Christians. Yeah. A lot of them is from the hood. Mm -hmm. I've gotten messages like, yo, Selah, I know where dude live at. Tell me what to do. And I'm saying to him immediately, we don't operate like that, bro. This is love. He's entitled to his opinion. This is not what we do. This is not how we are. But think about that. Mm -hmm. Think about the, think about the gravity much, of it, that. It speaks to that thing that you talked about earlier when you said, yo, I'm just going to go knock out this guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know the guy, but I'm just going to you know ride you because I believe in you and that you think, much. And you think same, he right. just got saved a week ago, and before right. then he was shooting dudes on the block. So now he's met Christ through Seven or Selah or Bizzle. Right. And he's like, yo, they're trying to beat up the guy that brought me to Christ. I got to defend I him. I got to ride. And I'm yeah. around the corner. Yo, tell me what to do. <laughs> That's the reality of it. That's what we, we get that all the time. Right. But it, we know that's a, that's a, that's, that's, God is looking to see what we, what we do with the power and authority that he's given us. And it's a constant interview session, you know what I'm saying, for the next step. So we can't fail that interview. 
You know what I'm saying? And but think about every day, like getting hit with the same negativity. What if we? What if? What, what if one of us just have a weekday, like any yeah. of us does, and be like, "Yo, go ahead." Or what if I don't get that message in time, and he acts on his own? Right. All of that could have been avoided by you just being like, "Nah, I'm not feeling that joint." Instead of the paragraph of obscenities that you said. You know what I'm saying? And the social media has desensitized and in some cases eliminated some of our intelligence when it comes to like, yo, what the future could hold, man. Mm -hmm. Be mindful, be careful, man. Be careful, yo. Like, for real. I'm I don't do social media like that outside of hip hop. Like y'all see, I don't be like, yeah. yo, eating a salad, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't be doing that. Nah. And that's no that's no knock on nobody you really else. Try, you, the thing about your but social like, media for anybody who follows Selah on, um, that's not me, on Instagram. You know? He doesn't necessarily put up a bunch of selfies or no, personal pictures. So. It's very rare, but yeah. do, he is dropped. But you are getting to know him because you see what he feels about certain things right. and the knowledge he'll right. show her. And, and that's not to knock nobody who does that. Like, feel free everything, to do... Yeah, everything is IG fine. Everybody has like, their own identity. Everybody should have in, their own identity. Keep in mind, the internet is the internet. <laughs> it's everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're not prepared for that level of altercation and or any intrusion. sense or intrusion, yeah. just just use discernment, you know? And I think that's what Fuel was teaching the public. Right. You know? Love the song, though. Yeah, man. Love it. Love the record. Um, maybe two more questions. Uh, so, obviously, the songwriting is... Because, you know, we talk about bars a lot, but just because you're great as a lyricist doesn't mean that you're a great songwriter. I feel like you've grown with every project as being a great songwriter. I think that's really important. Um, and the production, I feel like KP with, they really, you like you really took the album making seriously. Yeah, Tom I think, Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw the documentary that you did, and I think you were very honed in in the fact that this needs to be what this is and not what We Own the Night was or the Hoodie Season series was. Um, one song you wanted me to listen to particularly was Uriah States of America. You texted me, you was like, listen to this record. And I did. That's probably one, that's that's the most complex song I've ever written in my life. Yeah, because I'm still trying like, to get stuff off it. God, God, <laughs> God spazzed on that joint. Because I'm not that smart. Like, the way that joint is structured, the name is bars. Like, Uriah States of America. I mean, if y'all don't know the story of Uriah, everybody here knows the story of Uriah pretty much, right? You think about that and when God gave me the concept, I was like really hesitant because it's it's too big of a task like to write this. And then I you know I finally yielded. The same way that Uriah and David interacted is the same way the colonials and the natives interacted. And Bathsheba for Uriah and David is America for the natives and the colonials. So it's like. I'm looking at the, the, the parallels and I'm like, yo, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And Bathsheba is the, is, is the world we live in, is the, is the country we live in right now. Mm -hmm. And it's very rare that rappers cry out on behalf of somebody else other than someone they can relate with. Like a black rapper would be like, yo, look what they're doing to black people. Right. It's very rare that a black rapper will cry out on behalf of the natives. Mm -hmm. Like these people were destroyed mm -hmm. horribly. This is where they was before everybody. And we're enjoying the fruits of their destruction every day. And not, I don't know how many of us think about that. Yo, it's funny you say that you know because I was having a conversation with somebody and I was talking to them about the whole idea of the Holocaust. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, and how I was, I was talking to a coworker and she was telling me that how she still has stomach pains based on anxiety that came from, it's generational. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we have to we have to become more conscious of people's pain outside of our own experience. It's easy for us to connect with the Philando Castle situation and stuff like that because that's us. That's you know, us black people, mm-hmm. um, or or some some other injustice in this country. But who thinks about the natives? Like who really thinks about how they what they've had to endure? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you know, I'm I'm driving here. I'm going through these streets, and you know, it's like it's a result of their removal. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, it was good. It was healthy for me to do that. What brought you, you to know? that place? What what got you thinking about that? No, nah, I was I'm telling you, God, 100, mm-hmm. percent because I wasn't thinking I wasn't thinking about anything else like that. You know right. what I'm saying? And he told me when to do this, and I actually did a visual for that, and I can't wait for y'all to see the visual. What is the video for that? Yo, mm. yo, that video is crazy. Eshawn Burgundy shot it. It's crazy, Wait, I'm man. Sold. I can't, okay. I can't wait for y'all to see that video, bro. As I'm shoot, as he was shooting it, I was like, cause God showed me what to tell him to do, and I'm like, yo, this is what I saw. Like, this is what God showed me, and he executed it perfectly, like and every Norman's aspect. Great on that yeah, Norman definitely killed that joint, and I'm just, I'm so grateful for that song. Like, I want y'all to listen to that song and really think about the entirety of what it is. Because we're, we're operating on stolen property. Like, we live on that. You know what I'm saying? And you think about how it feels for... Imagine somebody stealing your kicks and then wearing them to your house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, eat, and, and, Pull eat, up. and eating, <laughs> eating dinner at your table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Eating with your fork. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's crazy. Right. And I, I just want, I want people to really, like, really consume that record and really think about it, man. Like... Let's get conscious of other people's pain, man, other than our own. Speaking of shoes, I, I dare anybody would try to rob something from you. But um, <laughs> it's So happened. you're a phone it's guy, happened. obviously. You, I've, since I've known you, I am a phone I've guy. seen at least six, seven, I am eight. a phone guy. Y'all, why, y'all keep me why, why phone posits? Uh, you know what? Jordan's, Jordan's just creased too quickly for me. Because I got a wide this foot. This is real sneaker tech talk right now. Like Jordan's creased. I got a wide foot. And foams, foams like a like, like sort of getting shot in my foam. It's not doing like nothing's doing nothing to it. Nice. You know what I'm it's saying? It's sturdy. It's sturdy. Mm-hmm. I mean, but believe me when I tell you, you know, I've definitely been delivered from the, the spirit of foams because. Or just the spirit of excess. <laughs> Yo, because I'm looking in my room and I'm seeing 40 pairs of foams, yeah. and I'm thinking about like what that could equal as a grown man. Because that's you know when I'm young, I'm like, hey, I'm getting a nude. But now, now that I'm older, I'm like, yo, that's a car in the room. Like, that's a car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. But I like Especially with some limited editions, right? What's the, what's the best forms you've seen? The best ones I've seen? Or the own, or what's your oh, favorite? Oh, that's, I can't, it's hard to say this. This is, this is, this is difficult. That's um, difficult. My favorite pair, my favorite pair right now is the, uh, the Crimsons. Like, I always loved the Crimsons. Mm-hmm. And, um, I loved, uh, I loved the, I, honestly, I love the, um, the asteroids is, is, is beautiful to me. Like I love I the asteroids, that. but I mean foams is great. Foams is great all you know all over. Um, but I had to be delivered from the, from the spirit of buying them because I was just buying them three at a time, like three at a time, like just two fifty each. I like, know. It's, Trust it's, me. It's, I know. Out, it's outrageous. I you know, know what I'm saying? Bro. I was looking at some silver it's surfers. Outrageous. It's outrageous. I was. I was looking at the metallic reds, but I seen a red sneaker that I actually do want to get. Yeah, but that's not coming into it. It was irresponsible. Sneaker talk, man. It's just bad. irresponsible. <laughs> just <laughs> buy flip flops. Keep, keep them clean. Yeah. Get a get a pair of get a pair of good church shoes. Good good Some, work shoes. 
Leave the sneakers alone. Just leave them. They, they, you're going to regret it when you're older, man. Straight yeah, up. At some point. Straight up. Um, last question, I believe, before I let you guys speak to say a lot of yourselves. Um, so the album's out. I'm still going through it. Like I said, I've listened to it four times. Um, I think at the very least, it's a masterpiece. I think Praise with God. all the work you put in and how it comes together, I love the fact that you did two versions of a certain song, Window Seat. Love um, that. And I was like, wait, I know this song. Yeah. Oh, he did this before. He just flipped it. But overall, the record is just, it's what we expected. It's what we wanted to have and, and even more so. Where do you think Memoirs of a Perfect World belongs in hip-hop? Where do you think it's, where it belongs and what do you think its purpose is? Its purpose is, uh, its purpose is to just say thank you for waiting. Um, and its purpose is to say thank God for the gift that he gave me. It's, just a, it's a big thank you note and it's a big like lesson, you know, because every song is me telling them, telling people how wrong I was about my mindset at the time. And my delusion. So it's a it's a big it's a big like don't do don't it's a big don't make the same mistake I made and it's right. also a big thank you letter. So I don't know where it ranks. You know, time will tell. Um, you know, a lot of people dig it. A lot, a lot of people say it's easy listening, and you know they they it really feels like someone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so you know we'll see where it ends up. We'll see where it ends up, man. I got some pretty great cosigns, man. A lot of dudes that I respect. Shout out to KB, Alex Faith, Dre Murray. Do you still believe in the cosigns? I remember you talking yeah. about it in your documentary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cosigns is always going to be important. Always. Do you think it leads people always. to stuff? Do you be desperate for a cosign? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it just depends what your objective is. If your objective is to get that person's fan base on your side, you do whatever it takes. But that's, what's, that's why I'm so grateful for the cosign, because I ain't do nothing to get nobody's cosign other than rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate them doing what many Christian rappers don't do. Because a lot of Christian rappers are very to themselves. They don't want to share their fan base with nobody else. Mm -hmm. They don't give nobody else props. These guys do that. Yo, Selah, join us fire. Shout out to you. Like, that's dope. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a dope interaction that I wanted people to notice. Like, yo, this guy is a, a legend in his own right, and he's giving me a nod. Like, that is fire. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I, I praise God for that, man. Straight up. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Sale at the Corner. So I have a text question from a good friend of mine, and I'll leave that for last. But if anybody here would like to ask Mr. Martinez anything, now would be the time. What's up, bro? And the way I've heard of you, I think I think this may have been a quest. So, you know, I'm, I'm a hip hop head. I'm a boom bap head. 22 years old, still frustrated producer. So I'm, I would like to do beats. I'm putting that out. <laughs> Shameless plug. But every probably once a year, I'll hit quest up and be like, yo, because honestly, I'm 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 very it's to a fault. So I miss out on a lot of the current stuff. But I, I'm stuck in '88 to '93. I'll admit it. Shamelessly admitting, um, but I know what's dope is dope, and so every one, once a year I'll hit up Quest and be like, "Yo, who's dope with the boom bap? Something that I can relate to." Um, and I think one of the 
Mm-hmm. I remember it. He told me, he told me you, mm-hmm. and then I just searched him, and he grabbed me, and I was like, this kid's nice. I probably even shouted something. I don't remember, but I just remember it, but it kind of moved on. So I just want to let you know I'm a, a long-term fan. Thank you. Um, the question I have for you is um, just being on the road, um, being an artist, which is a dream for many people, probably half of us in this room, I appreciated the, um, just the insight that you shared in terms of fame isn't all that is always cracked up to be, the responsibility and the load that you feel. Gratefully, we know that Jesus' load is light, but I, I, the human part of that, I, I could imagine, mm-hmm. only imagine. Mm-hmm. How do you, um, are, there, are there things or systems that you put in place uh, to refill yourself? Um, and just curious how, how that, I, I wonder what that process was going from, and you were young, I think, when in the Lord, when you, mm-hmm. when you kind of really got hit. Like, it doesn't happen with, like that for everyone, but just going from day-to-day in Yonkers to, you know, being in front of 500 people and then going into your car and hoping that, you know, whatever those feelings are about, wow, that was crazy, you know, these people look up to me, but I know I'm, I'm bad, and, you know, people scream off. You talk about other rappers screaming themselves when they get in the car. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you keep yourself connected to the grind and, and all that? I mean, the the reset button is very important for every artist to have. Like, you have to know what your reset button is. Um, I'm not married yet, um, but I know brothers who I've spoken to that are married. They're married. Their wife is their reset button, which is natural and it makes sense. Um, you know, so so like you know when you. For them, that would be that for them. For me, um, to be honest, let me be real with you. Uh, I play Tetris a lot. I love the game Tetris. I got it on my phone. Whenever I, you know, I didn't know about the way it helps brain function until I looked into it. But I play Tetris a lot, especially when I'm writing. Like, I play Tetris between bars all the time. So and like Tetris is like your fidget spinner? Yeah. No, it is. It is. Um, and, you know, it's just, you know, you find somebody who, who doesn't rap to be a friend of yours, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, most of my friends are rappers, but some of them that aren't, like, I'll be calling them on the phone, like, yo, what's up, man? Let's talk about something that you like. <laughs> so I can disconnect from it and then come back, you know what I'm saying? Um, overloading yourself is something that happens a lot when people aren't conscious, and um, it could lead to some really negative things happening, like, if, you, if you're not careful. Go on vacations, even if it's the vacation in your house, like, just go somewhere and reset, pray, and come back in a couple of days, you know, and see how you feel. So, you know, it's like on the plane. They say when the mask drop, fix yours before you help somebody else. Same thing in life. I can't rap to people and tell people about the greatest gift and this guy save this God will save your life if I'm not in his face as well. Like I have to reset myself and get my mask on. So that's what's important, yeah. Man, any other questions? It's Mal. Um, what's, up, what's up, man? <laughs> but it seems like in the current state of hip hop, especially, I want to see this person. Let me not just sing that. But it does seem like there's a bit of an epidemic for like Christian hip hop right now with a lack of originality. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's a result of fear of the masses and people just need to kind of like? To feel accepted, they just want to do what's acceptable, and no one's really reaching out to be more original, or you think that's more a spiritual thing? This is within Christian hip-hop you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, it's, interestingly enough, that's what cliche was about as well. Um, I believe that every person on this planet, whether you're an artist or not, you have a monopoly on you and yourself. Like, your fingerprint can't be duplicated. Like, you're the only one that has it. In business, if you have a product that only you can make, you're a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? So why would you relinquish that uniqueness by being a clone? Can't nobody tell your story like you. You know what I'm saying? Now, the problem is, I think, is that people really just want to they want to get known like they'll get known by any means necessary. And if that, if that means forsaking their entire identity, then they'll do that. I struggled with this nowadays. I don't, you know, I believe God wants me to go full time, but I'm hesitant for that reason. Because I have a nine to five, I have a good salary. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'll never front when I tell kids like, I don't do this full time. Like, I still work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I go to work. The reason why I go to yeah. work though is, is, is because. There's never going to be a situation where I feel like I got to write a certain way or a certain thing in order to keep the lights on. Right. So I'm never going to feel like I have to move who I am to appease the public. Like, if I write this, they're not going to buy it. No, I don't care. I'm still paying the bills. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I resist going full-time, because cats will go full-time. If you're feeding your babies with this music, you got to know what the trends are. Because if it don't sell, baby don't eat. You but know what I'm saying? But with me, it's like... You know, and I'm, I'm still praying about it, and I'm, I'm gonna be obedient. I'm gonna be obedient. I promise you. But as my mindset right now is, is I think if I if I, if I don't feel like I have to do this in order to make money, then I'm good. I'm gonna tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. Just don't buy the record. I'm good. I'm still going to work on Monday. You know what right. I'm saying? But that might be a reason why a lot of cats just be like, "Hey, what's hot? All right, I'm gonna do what's hot." It's just, uh, you know, it might not be the answer, but it is a answer. No, because it's funny because me and Samal had this conversation on the way here. I'm glad you asked that question because I hear you as far as like following a trend, but I feel like there's a difference between following a trend and you just sound like Travis Scott. <laughs> well, I mean, everything everything in hip hop is cyclical, though. Like everything everything comes around. Like everything in general comes around. Like when we saw my fashion, like you know that's hot again. Like '90s stuff. You know what I'm saying? It was it was back then. Then it stopped being hot for a little while. Then it came back around. You know? Right. The platform shoes was popping for a little while, you know what I'm saying? The big afros is back, like, stuff just goes around in a circle. Same thing in hip hop. Everybody gets something from the last generation and then it comes back around and does the whole circle thing all over again. And that's what happens. The difference is that, like, you can take inspiration from it. Right. But I think Cass is just like, nope, I'm gonna just be that guy right now. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's easy. And to me, it's, it's it's the easy way out, and it but it works though. It's all about the public, man. Like the public has to tell these and show these artists that it's not okay to do that, because if you're still you're training them to be that way, like mm -hmm. if you if you give a, if if a child, you know what I'm saying, hits you and you laugh, ha ha ha, oh, that's okay. The kid is gonna, gonna think that it's again. okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you pop his hand and say no, he can associate those two interactions. Like all right, when I do this, I get hit. The artist is like. I'm a clone. Everybody buys it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't complain because you trained them to do that. You but here's a question on that, on that note, though. Is it possible? And I know this might be remotely possible, remotely being the key word. Is it possible that maybe the kids that's grown up in youth groups that aren't allowed to listen to certain type of music, that aren't allowed to listen to Playboy Cardi or whoever's hot right now, and they hear it, and it's like, oh, this is original. I've never heard this before. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, that was my life. Like, I ain't, I ain't listening to hip-hop until I was 15. Mm. Straight up. I wasn't allowed in my house. 
parents was very, very, very traditional. That hibbity hop is not gonna be in my house. <laughs> and I'll tell you, like, my mom, like I used to I used to record um radio while I was at school, come yeah. home at night and listen to it on my, my Walkman, but I had the Walkman like under the pillow, like because if they if they saw me listening to rap, it's over. So I understand that, and that could be possible, but I mean, it really the onus really is on us as artists. There, people are cloning the people that shouldn't be cloned. We need to get to the place where people want to clone us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's on us. Too, yeah. When we get to the play, play the, the, the height where people are like, yo, let's see what they're doing. When it's our opportunity, let's make sure we use that opportunity to show them how to be who they need to be and right. to keep their identity. Because these cats ain't, they don't care about the culture like that. You could tell. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the movement, you know what I'm saying? We care about the culture, we care about the next generation, we care about it whether they live or die. Right. You know? So when, let's, just, let's just try to get to that level so that we ain't gotta worry about these dudes. And then the kids could just clone, clone the mindset and the spirituality that we have and, and the reverence we have for our God, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Christ is who you should clone. But we gotta get there first, like Amen. we gotta get there first. Gotcha. Any other questions? I'll take like maybe two, three more. Well, I, I, let me see. You, you, you. Yeah. Because I know you had a question from before. I've, um, I've recorded. I recorded on the highway before, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been driving and just like press record on my phone and rap like verses, or I've written verses with the voice note. Like it really, you really make it happen however you need to make it happen. Um, you know, sometimes it takes me a long time to write, but sometimes it just comes. Like I was writing a verse when I was on the way here for the next project, you know what I'm saying? Not because I wanted to, because I don't want to. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to write. But when it happens, I got to put it down, you know, even if I use it for another time. So I think, you know, you just, you make it work, man. You make it work, um, you just make it happen, man. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any specific way to do it. It just no happens, it just happens. Brandon. My uncle, my uncle, uh, who's also a minister, gave me this this story. He said, "How can I, how can I vacuum everybody else's houses on the block? If I vacuum everybody else's living room on the block, but my living room is horrible, how much sense does that make? Like my house ain't clean, but I'm going to clean everybody else's house. You know, even if my job is to clean houses, I'm still a failure because my own house ain't clean. And that's how I see like Yonkers, like I'm a, I'm minister all over the country and stuff like that." If I don't take care of home, like if I don't do it, that's part of the reason why I'm still living in New York. We all know how expensive it is to live here. There's no reason why we should be here. We should all move to <laughs> to somewhere else. It's so expensive being here. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere. You know, not saying we don't we know we love New York. We love it here, you know, but it's expensive. But I don't I don't believe God's giving me the green light to leave New York because I need I need to do more things here. Like I need to talk to the homies, especially since you know, 
when I left and came back. Like, it's important that you know anybody in here when you get saved, don't don't act funny style. You know what I'm saying? Operate in your salvation and be a new creature, but don't act funny, because you're a billboard for the for the gospel and for the faith. You're a commercial. And if your commercial's whack, why should I go get the product? So like, if your homies see you acting funny style, oh I'm saved now, I can't, I can't be with you because I'm. You're not fishing. Like fish, you know what I'm saying? Don't compromise yourself, but fish. So it's everything to go back to the hood. It's everything to go back to the block and talk to the homies who I was with. A lot of them are locked up right now. A lot of them are in jail or dead. So I talk to their kids. You know what I'm saying? I know your father. Let me tell you about Christ. So that's important. That's everything. It's everything. Forget rap. That's everything. Gotcha. Um, Migs, you got a question? Jay called me because I was, I, I work at the Amazon, I, I do delivery, so I was at um, um, Dykeman Street, right? So he called me up and he says, yo, Miguel, you ready for this event, for this one? I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, yo, Migs, man, huge favor. I know you got Sailor's new album. And then my mind says, what? I didn't know Sailor has a new album. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, and then, and then so I started catching up. I said, oh, yeah, you know what? I got it on Spotify. Don't worry, I'll spring that on Spotify. Okay. But here's the funny thing was, um, um, when I was at the Alfredo's Mofongo restaurant right up on Dykeman Street, when me and Jay word, word, street, word. Um, after I got off the phone with him, um, I accidentally dropped my phone and I spilled my drink, my passion fruit, which everybody knows that's body chunk, you know, mm -hmm. one of my favorite drinks. Right. So I picked up my phone and what happened was I was in the middle of downloading the new Bone Thugs album, the new age. But then when I grabbed my phone again, it ended up your album just popped out on the Apple Street and it just automatically It's aggressive ministry, aggressive. Bump a bone thug. We just gotta get in. It was supposed to download the bone thugs, but it ended up with yours. So I was like, I was at a point where I was like, man, you know what, I'm gonna hear the event, but then something tell me was like, Miguel, give this man a chance, please. So since this is my off the time shit, I was gonna bring the band back to the garage, so I played the entire album from 200 Street and I was strolling down Broadway, like straight down, going down to West 35th Street. And quite frankly, to be honest, this is one of the most bestest albums you ever did. And I felt that three years was worth the wait for you because I noticed you, you, you evolved, like you, you had that glow again. Like, like this is something like I never heard of say from it. And, and for me sitting there was like, maybe 
get involved with it because there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of Christian hip hop rappers, some, not all, that when they preach the gospel, when you meet them in person, they're totally the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, like every time I want it, I want to get out, they always. Like Al Pacino. In Godfather 3, like, you know, I want to get out, but I get here. You know, like with anger. So I, I listened to it, it was like the production was phenomenal. And I was surprised when you did a song with Kayla Starks. That blew me away because this young lady followed me on Facebook. And, um, and, and you know what's funny about her is like, she told me, this, is, this happened last month when she told me, I need a DJ for uh, Austin, Texas. So she hit me up and she thought that I live in Texas. So I'm like, no, I'm not living in Texas. Do I live in Brooklyn? Do you know any DJs in San Antonio, Texas? So I introduced this young lady who hosted D3 Radio, where she does interviews for unsigned artists and Christian rappers. So I linked up with her and the rest was history. So I just want to say to you is like, I salute to your, your new album, you know, and it is very original. I like how you Appreciate you. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. But my question to you is, is there any Christian hip-hop artist that comes to your mind who you want to work with? Like, the only one artist. I'm not talking about various. Like, one artist in particular you can think of right now. That's a good question. Wow. Um, one artist. One artist. They gotta be alive. <laughs> Solomon. I need to be in the booth with Solomon one time. Solomon is Solomon. Nah, King Solomon. King Solomon. I, that's the greatest songwriter of all time to me. King Solomon. Um, but, um, man, I, I I think I already achieved that dream. I think I think, to be honest, I think like. Seven and Bizzle is some of like, I, I, yo, it's amazing. Like, these guys make me question, as a New York cat, how dope I might be. <laughs> like, I'm writing with these dudes, and I'm just like, yo, what? And it's constantly happening, like, song after song after song. So I, I've already kind of, you know, Accomplish my dream, but there's there's super dope dudes that I would love to work with. I mean, I worked with Ishan. You saw what happened there. Yeah, I was ten. Dre, um, Kayla, good people. I kind of let. I, I like the fact that she sang instead of rap. Like a lot of people thought she was just gonna rap. I just want her to do the. Yeah, I, I did notice that. That yeah, was dope. I thought we like kind of catch people. I love the shrimp. I love the chemistry um, that you and Trini have. Trini, that's the homie. Mm -hmm. Um, she's excellent, bro. Um, great sis. Um, she's definitely gonna be doing a lot of great things, but uh, Swoop, yeah. Swoop, I wanna rap. I wanna rap on a track with Swoop. Yeah. And I think I think that's gonna happen one day. I think that's gonna happen one day, cause yeah. we're not like you know how you walk in the house. You walk like I don't know if any, nobody. I don't hope nobody got locked up in here. <laughs> you know you walk in, you walk on the yard, and you like, yo, who, 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 the, want it? who the guy, who the guy, and they like, yo, the big homies over there. When I walked into hip hop, Christian hip hop with Biz, I was like, yo, who the spitter? And everybody was like, yo, Swoop. That's the first name that everybody said. 
So it's not like I want to, I'm not challenging him, but I love to like create with him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just to be in that, that room and being in that zone. I think I think we make something crazy, but we'll see what God thinks. I'm sure Wit has a bunch of Swoop stories, though. Yeah, I bet he does. I'm sure he does. But yeah. I mean, Swoop just dropped something recently too. Yeah. I think the the all the time all joint. All the time, yeah. I like that, that joint. I like that. Yeah, the, the, the ramen, like ramen noodles. That was hard. Which is fire to me. I love I so love stuff hard. like that, man. Super yeah. hard. Well, my last question for you. I thought I had a last question, but wait. Oh, Bronx, you got a question? Sure, go for it. <laughs> um, Ladies and gentlemen, the cameraman has a question. Do you plan to do anything? I know rappers, you know, playing right now you're in, but anything outside of rap, maybe write a book or write something else. Absolutely. God sent you. God sent you for with that question. Cause he would have he would have got at me for not and for not saying that. Thank you. Debt collection. Mm. Debt collection is me giving me giving up lane for pastors kids all over the world to speak and i believe god has instructed me to write a book about the lives the life and times of a pastor's child because i need people like it seems like you know i let my mother hit that collection way before y'all and i was super scared of her listening to it and she listened to it and she leaned her head back and she started crying and I was like, oh, man, this is, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have let her hear it. You know what I'm saying? And she was so happy because she was like, I would never would have got this out of you if you didn't rap this. Thank you for telling me. You know what I'm saying? Let my father hear. He's crying. He's hugging me. Yo, thank you. A week later, I pull up to my house, and a kid rolls up to me and was like, yo, thank you so much. And I'm like, for what? And I know this kid. He's a pastor's kid as well. For what? He's like, yo, you know, my mother's a pastor. He's like, yo, your mom set up a conference for pastor's kids, mm. like a seminar. And she's putting together the staff now. And because I feel like pastor's kids are like a subspecies of Christianity and nobody pays attention to it. <laughs> hey. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Like, it's like, yo, you don't know how much pressure it is being that kid. Like, it's tremendous. So I'm an introvert. I know how to be quiet because I was trained to do that. Not from my parents, but from my own experiences. If I talk to this member of the church about what I'm mad about, all of a sudden it turns into a whole thing about my parents, how my parents aren't raising me right, or some people treat you badly because they're not feeling what your parents said on a Sunday in a sermon. I knew from yeah, that could happen, can it? I, all the time it happens. So I made that collection to show people the sacrifices that PKs make, and I'm definitely gonna write a book about that, man. Thank you for asking that question. That's a major thing because that's a ministry thing that I really want people to like. If I, whoever's gonna help me with that, I want them to be 100% dedicated to it because I'm 100% dedicated to that. Because PKs all over the world leave the faith because of what they experience in churches. Like cats, of, you are, you know the you know the reputation pastor kids have. Oh yeah, you bad, you pastor kid. You know you do bad thing. Why is that though? Why do so many PKs have that reputation for having bad behavior? A lot of them is them lashing out at what's been happening to them that you never know. You know what I'm saying? To go into a place of worship and to feel condemned outside of everything else, off rip, before I open my mouth, I'm already a bad person because my parents are preaching something. You know what I'm saying? That's a horrible thing for an eight-year-old kid to go through. And then a nine, and then 10, and then by the time you're 18, you're like, forget Christianity, I'm out of here. I want to build a home 
almost like a, re a rehabilitation zone for pastors' kids, just so they can know that we know you exist and we want to help you through this. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely, I'm definitely gonna write a book. That's definitely a lane that I'm talking to God about and structuring. But yeah, that's that's gonna happen. That's definitely gonna happen, man. I think we'd all read that book. I think, possibly. Yeah. Uh, I'll take one more question if somebody has one. I think I saw a hand. No. Yeah. Okay. Last um, Good question. Um, the album cover is an ink blot. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with an ink blot. Um, there's no set image. You just literally throw ink on a piece of paper, and whoever you're in front of, psychologists use it a lot. Whoever whoever they they give it to, based on what you see in the picture, determines how you see life. So some people saw a moth, some people saw an angel, some, you know what I'm saying? It's all about your perspective. What does your perspective tell you the picture looks like? And that's what the album is. It's about perspective. People ask me what I was all the time. I'm like, yo, what do you see? Tell me what you see. Because based on what you see will tell me how you think. My album is an ink blot. It's about my perspectives, my perceptions, what I saw life as initially and then at the end. Because if you remember, my first song is Memoirs. Right, that's the first joint. My last song is Amnesia. So like, this is what I thought it was, and at the end, I no longer think that because I don't remember that. I've left that alone. You know what I'm saying? But you see how my perspective changed throughout the album. So that's what the ink blot is. Like, yo, life isn't always about you know what it is and what it isn't. Like, the Bible is black and white. Humanity is very gray. You know what I'm saying? The Bible is. This is what it is, this is what it is. And that gives us our structure in our gray state. Because we're fickle. We we like, the Bible is a rock. We're like water, like fluid. Like we leak over here, leak over there. We messed up up over here. The Bible is what gives us a backbone. We're jelly without it. So that jelly is what that ink about is, is acknowledgement of like, yo, everything ain't what it always seems. Like look at it from somebody else's shoes. And that's what that ink about was about. Man. Thank you for asking that question. Man. Great question. Uh, Favorite song on the album? I know. Tough question. <laughs> Introvert. Yeah. Just because it wasn't, it wasn't, it's, it's fun now, but it wasn't fun in the beginning. But it's really fun to listen to now. Like, it was, it's, I just love listening to it. I love that song, now. man. I like listening to it. I tell you, me and Armin had the face, like. I love that Um, And my last question for you before we close out. Um. Who artistically inspires you now? They don't have to be rappers. Like who? Who is like? Who's somebody who blows you away? Like you might blow somebody else away. Artistically. Right now. Yeah. Um. My younger brother. Hmm. Um. Right now, my younger brother is my hero. Right now, he just he just uh, became a district attorney in Westchester. Yeah, I did see that. I did see. And um. Like I, you know, I, I helped mold him when he was younger, you know, as any older brother does. But like to see what, to see him go to, go to college, graduate, go to law school, graduate with distinction and honors, first job off the stage, district attorney, and then like he's buying like new car and it's like looking at him, I'm just like yo, you know, I don't, I know, I'm not a parent, but I like I kind of feel a little bit of that. Like yo, that's what this is. Like that's what it feels like. Applaud that. And when, Applaud I look that. At, and when I look and when I look at him, I'm just like, yo, man, 
it's so inspiring to see him struggle and see him blossom into this wonderful young man that he's become. So when I look at him, like I just get super inspired, man. Like it ain't even on some musical stuff. Like it's just, yo, man, that's that's me. Like that's yo, that's dope, man. So it kind of takes me back to that end of anthemic when you talk about where, where's the applause for the woman who waited until yeah. she was married to lose. Ain't no applause or, for that. Why? Yeah. Like why? Like man, Flint, Michigan still ain't got clean water, clean water dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's like, yo, we caught up in all of this nonsense, but there's stuff that really needs to get taken care of. We don't got time. My homies used to want to go out and club with stuff. I'm just like, yo, for what? We ain't rich yet. Like, I'm being, because me, I'm too thought-driven, analytical. So I'm going to be in a, in, at the bar on the dance floor, and I'm like dancing, but in my head, I'm like, yo, I didn't earn this yet. Like, this, what am I dancing about? I got to grind tomorrow. Right. What am I partying for? And it would just take all the fun away from it. That's how anthemic is. Like, yo, what are y'all wilding about? It's stuff that really needs to be done, man. So, yeah, man. But yeah, my brother, my brother is my brother blows me away, man. Shout out to shout out to my little brother, man. Sure. Cool. Well, bro, thank you so much. Um, is there anything that you want people to know about what you got going on in the future? The album's out. Memories of a Perfect World is on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do we got shows to look forward to? Is there an album release? What yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be shows. There's gonna be tour. There's gonna be all of that, man. Um, listen to the album. You know, I buy the album. Yeah, okay, buy the album. But not by the album for real. But give the album to people. I don't I don't personally care if they don't buy it. Like if you know somebody can benefit from this album, give it to them. Give it give it to them. Like make sure the message gets out about what we do and who we represent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Buying an album, we'll put more money in our pockets and stuff. Yeah, I'm not gonna like negate that in front with y'all. Like, ah, right, yeah, it'd be great if you buy it, but if you can't, if so and so you know is never gonna buy it, copy what you have and give it to them. Spread out the message. It's not gonna, it's not gonna make me feel any kind of way that somebody listening to, to, to Jesus is, is Lord on my album and they didn't buy it. I'm not gonna care. Like, I want people to know. So, get the album, give the album. Spread the word, man. That's all, man. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, say out the corner. God bless you, man. God bless you. God bless you, too. Uh, Rich, why don't you come up? I don't know if you have anything that you want to end with, say. Yo, Rich, <laughs> Rich Dolphin's a legend. Y'all know that, right? Yes, Y'all know Rich Dolphin's a legend. Like, Rich will be sitting across from me soon. Believe me. As soon as his album is done. He's another one who takes the sweet Rich time. Rich is a legend, man. Yeah, situation, situated. But yeah, for real. Um, follow Sela at I Am The Corner on IG. Um, his album is out. Please support that. It's a brilliant piece of work. It's well worth the wait. Um, a lot of times we complain about the state of music. We see the double XL freshman cover and go crazy and write think pieces about why this is so wrong, but we never like celebrate or talk about what's right. And what's right is right across from me here. And I think we should celebrate and push that more, especially not because of the artist he is, but what he represents and who he represents. So please support him. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about what he's doing musically. And I thank all of you guys for coming out. Please give it up for the trade, for their performance today. Smashed it. Bodies on the floor. Please give it up for New Vision, who smashed and touched the stage. Also give it up for DJ Migs and the ones and twos, always faithful. And please, I mean, I think everybody here follows me on Instagram, but 
um, what would really help, you know, um, I thank God that we're able to add an audio component and a visual component to what we do because we think that interviews like this needs to be seen by as many people as possible to inform them, to encourage them, to uplift them. But yeah, next time we have a conversation series, definitely spread the word, get the word out, encourage people, artists especially too, to come out because a lot of times we feel like we know everything as artists and you don't know everything. This yo, is a learning experience. You yo, know? yo. Shout out to Quest, because a lot of y'all men I notice, me and him go back further than me and why not. And he may not, he he know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Quest is the reason that, almost the reason I exist right now. And it's kind of surreal that we hear at my first album, because I met Quest a long time ago. My man's had a, a show in Mount Vernon, mm -hmm. and I went there. And it was empty. Empty. Totally empty. And my boy Lenny was hosting. He knew I rapped. And I got up there and I rapped my little joint. I didn't expect to. I rapped with something light because I didn't feel like doing it. And Quest got up and rapped. And then my man was like, yo, y'all two come up here, man. We just went bar for like four bar for four bar in, mm -hmm. in the joint. Almost like almost like a battle. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it was cool. It was dope. Yeah. Why not was DJ in the event. He, the only reason why me and why not linked up was because of what he saw me and Quest do. So like in essence, like if he wasn't there, I wouldn't have met why not. There's no hoodie season. There's no GOM. There's no right now. So shout out to you, man. You like that's a god, man. Straight up, bro. You take those chance. You take those chance encounters for granted, but you just never know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, man. That's that's crazy. It's like being here. It's like yo, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, Everything like coming from circle. You like an uncle in, in in my rap career, like you know what I'm saying? I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, you had a question? Go ahead, Lee. Can I see y'all go bar for bar right now? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll lose. I'll lose right now. I can't do it. I'm dumb. It'll come though. It'll... We owe each other some music. Yeah, so we do. We, we at do. some we point, we gonna, we gonna get it in. But no, for real. Thank y'all for coming out, man. Straight up, man. Um, he's gonna hang out for a little bit. Um. And you said the album, obviously the album's out. I think physical, you talked about possible vinyl in the yeah, future? Yeah, possible. Yeah, we talking about vinyl so right like now. vinyl, so, I like vinyl. So, yeah. Especially with that album cover? Woo. There'll be physical, there'll be physical CDs and stuff, but we, we playing with the vinyl idea right now. I'm trying to make that happen. So y'all just make some praise. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Indeed, man. So Thank we'll you all for coming out, man. And we are out. Peace. <laughs>